Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my fiance and co-host, Dr. Frank Powers. Well, we've got a really interesting show today. I am a widow, been widowed for three years. I decided that I would write a book on widowhood. I went on Thank God. And that's a dating app. The only reason I went on was because I wanted to put a chapter on online dating. I would never, ever thought I would online date in a million years. I went online and I met Frank. We hit it off immediately. It was pretty magical. We've been together a couple of years now and have written this book that'll come out on Valentine's Day called Open to Love, The Secrets of Senior Dating. All the proceeds of the book are going to the Open to Hope Foundation yes. oh. with a mission of helping people yeah. find hope after loss. Do you want to introduce our guest? I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do it so well. Well, it's Joan. Hi, Joan. And I Hi. know you have been a really popular person on The Golden Bachelor, considering that you haven't been on for a few episodes. But the fact that you left the show early, it was so courageous. It was so amazing. Yeah. It, and it captivated I, I, us. I, I saw Gary. I mean, she really had his heart. It was really a shame she had to leave. Tell us a little bit about your widowhood. That, that was actually kind of something that was important to me. And when I heard that he was a widow, that um, I hadn't dated anybody who had lost a spouse. And like, although I don't want it to be like something that defines me, it certainly is like a huge part of me right now. And maybe just because my loss is kind of new, a, a lot like yours. Um, I'm just coming up on three years and it still feels really fresh and raw. And like, I, I'm still navigating this world and it kind of does define me a little bit. So possibly like dating somebody who actually had the same experience and he was farther along in the journey, obviously than I was. Um, but that maybe like, it was kind of comforting to me. Like I didn't have to explain that part of me to somebody. And um, so I actually love that when I heard that about him, um, my journey started actually uh, I had gone out to dinner with a good friend of mine and it had just been about two years since I, I lost my husband. And uh, I was sitting at a bar, we were having dinner, which I kind of like to sit at the bar because I feel like it opens you up to people around you. And that's right. what I'm trying to do now in my life. And we were sitting at the bar and I was saying to my friend, um, look around, like everybody here is a couple, like nobody is single. I mean, honestly, we like looked and couldn't find one. And I said, we live in like a world of couples. Finding, meeting somebody organically is going to be really hard. And that's really how I wanted to approach it. Like you, I did not want to go on a dating website. That was not like something <laughs> I ever pictured in my life. I kind of left the restaurant that night, like a little, like a little kind of bummed out. I was a little demoralized because I thought I'm not going to meet somebody organically. And that like just hit me. I just kind of gotten to the point where I thought maybe I'd like to meet somebody or at least start dating or like, you know, explore it a little bit. And I thought this is, I don't even know how to do it. Like, this is going to be hard. And I plopped down on my sofa and I turned the TV on because I'm a huge Bachelor fan and I knew the Bachelor was on. And the first commercial was, we're taking casting calls for the Golden Bachelor. And I thought, the universe is talking Synchronicity, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly, synchronicity. So I take out my phone and I start filling out the application on my phone. I sent you know, the pictures and things that they wanted. And eventually I got this you know call from the casting agency after a couple of months. But during those couple of months, I did go on a dating app. I actually went on match.com and I got 
it was completely overwhelming and probably the same experience that you guys you have know, had. And that's one of the reasons for our book. We want to make it easier and more accessible for people and learn how to do it. I'm so interested in the casting director getting a hold of you and all that. How did that all go? You know what? I don't think I had any um, perspective of what I was like getting getting into. So I was not really very nervous because I didn't know how big this is or was going to be. I had no idea. The casting director, the first one called me and we did an interview and that was just a phone interview. And she said, okay, we're moving you on. She said, well, I'll call you if we're interested. And I said, hey, you know, how many people are applying for this? And she said, 20,000 right now. And then I heard from her again and she said, we're setting you up with a producer. So I had the Zoom call with him. It went really well. He made me feel super comfortable. And then there's a whole, like a, a lot of vetting process that they do to make sure that you are who you say you are and that you don't have some kind of terrible past. So that gets vetted. And then you have um, a call with a lot of the Bachelor Nation producers, a whole big screen full of them. And they ask you really good questions. They want to know if you're really looking for love and you're there for the right reasons. And um, I made it through that. In the meantime, my daughter gets married and gets pregnant. And she had a high-risk pregnancy. So it was really hard for you to go off the show. I wondered how you felt when you got home and how did you decompress from all that? So when I got the text at the mansion that she was really going to a dark place, it was looking bad. I immediately knew I had to come home. There wasn't like a thought in my mind. I was like, you got to book me a flight. I got to get out of here. I got to get home. And then I walked upstairs to pack my bag and it all kind of hit me that like, this isn't like a normal dating situation. And I had just had this great encounter with, with Gary. I had that great date. We like, we connected on so many different things. I really got to know him. I got to talk to him for like three hours. I felt really, really, really good about like where we were, um, you know, in this process, like we had gotten to a really good point. And then I get this text and I say, I'm leaving and I get up to my room and I was like, this isn't like a normal date. This isn't like somebody you're dating at home where you say, hey, I'm gonna to need to take a break for like a little, a week or two. I gotta get my family kind of straightened out. Like this is final. I was up there in my room and I was really upset. I was with 21 of the greatest people ever. And it made me, it did my heart good because it kind of taught me how they are navigating this world. It's really showing people how to navigate. How to be cooperative rather than competitive, you know? The, yeah. it, uh, well, what I saw was women supporting women, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Love and that. one of the things that we suggest in our book is that people have dating buddies, that they don't do this alone. And, and I think you're an example of how how the cooperation and the collegiality of doing this together and supporting one another is a much better way to do it than having food fights. Absolutely. As I was leaving, I said, I feel like I finally found my tribe. When you go from being a couple to being a single, you get like a voted off couple island. Like they don't invite you to things anymore. You know, you're the odd man at a wedding. They don't know where to seat you. You know, you become this weird thing that they don't know what to do with. So they kind of vote you off the island and you're like a float out there by yourself. And I felt like I finally found my island. And I loved being in that house with these women because I loved hearing about how they're navigating it. And some of them have been doing this for a lot longer than me. I'm, I'm really glad for you to say that because the people who watch this particular podcast, we want to let them know, don't do this alone. Do this with somebody that can support you and let you know and have a little fun with this. I wanted to ask you, I mean, 
because you've been on that show, do you have a lot of men getting in touch with you? Many, many, many. And I have actually like a lot of really cute interactions with the daughters of men who um, have, have oh, lost their you spouses. Oh, so I have so many people's daughters reaching out to me. So tell yeah. us where you are now with your heart. So I went on the show like thinking I was ready, but didn't like really feel it. So like, so I had the hope. Okay. So I had the hope that, you know, I see that people um, find another love in their life. And so like, I see it happens, but I wasn't ready for the action part of the hope. So like hope is good. Okay. Hope is there, but if you don't do anything about it, you're not going to find your person probably like, it's not going to, like I said, it doesn't not going to happen organically. You have to make an effort. I did it in an unusually big way. Um, but that, yes. <laughs> that felt comfortable to me for some weird reason. And I think one of the reasons is I got to kind of meet Gary, like he, he got introduced to everybody on Good Morning America. So I kind of knew he, who he was a little bit and I felt safe with him. And I also felt safe that I had these other women that were going to kind of take the focus off of me. So he was going to be looking at other, and that for some reason is more comfortable for me. I was fine doing it on TV. I, I was like, I'm going to be myself. Uh, that's the only person I know how to be. And um, I'm, I was comfortable in that arena. Up until my date, I was still treading kind of lightly, like, like not sure if I was the right person to be here. Like, am I doing this right? Am I, am I really open to this? And then I had this date with him. And I came out of that date feeling like I could picture myself with another person for the first time. And I it kind of opened up my heart. But I, I went from thinking I wanted love to like kind of craving it because it felt so good. In that moment, I, like it felt really good. I felt happy, I felt safe, I felt secure. And I haven't felt that way since my husband passed away. That's what people out there that have had a loss need to hear, that it can change. And it's all right to be a little careful and a little concerned about the, the whole process. We want to say that you are now kind of an expert in the situation. <laughs> I would say so. We run into so many people that say, I've been online before and it didn't work out and I got discouraged. And we love to say to them, hey, you understand online now. Exactly. Now go back in, exactly. create a different profile, yeah. tell people what you want. And I would suggest to you that you recreate that community that you had at the Golden yeah. Bachelor, maybe yeah. a couple of girlfriends or... Yeah, well, fortunately, I have Nancy from the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. 20 minutes away from me. Do you have any advice for somebody who's watching this show yes, that's looking please. for love? Because you're an expert you, now. Yeah. What would <laughs> oh, God, I'm the expert. That's scary right now. I did make the, the statement when I was in the limo leaving. I said, and I didn't realize anybody else felt this way other than me. But I said, um, you know, when you get as you get older, you become invisible. Should have followed that statement with was you only need to be seen by one person. And Gary made me feel that way. He made me feel visible. And I felt less invisible when I was with him. So like you two, you you probably, you know, as you age, you just become less relevant. You kind of take the back seat to the next generation. So I think my advice would be do something that frightened you. And and oh. um, because this was scary and going out on that first date or, you know, pushing that send on dating app is scary. It's really scary because you, you're opening yourself up. It does get better. I am not the least bit afraid anymore. I, I can walk into a date and feel confident and not be nervous. Um, I am certainly going to go back on the um, dating websites, see what happens. Um, I, I have, I still have hope. And, and like I said, you have the hope part of it. You need the action part of it. As a widow myself, I'm thinking, you know, what have you learned about widowhood and what's your thought about being a widow? 
like it's a place that you never expect to be in your life. Like I thought I married the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And, you know, I certainly pictured one of us would leave us, you know, each other sometime, but that would be when I was 80 or 90. I lost my husband um, when I was 58. And that was a weird place to be. And, um, and there's not, and you don't have a big tribe of other people to be around and say, this is how you navigate this world. Um, there aren't a lot of us, you know, fortunately, there aren't a lot of us, unfortunately, for the ones that are there, it's a lonely place to be. And um, I, I went on the show, and I found a lot of people that shared that commonality. And, um, you know, it takes time to get through this mourning process. And it's not just mourning the loss, it's mourning like that, that you you lost this, your future. Your future was taken away from you. The person that you made all these plans with um, all of a sudden has disappeared. And so has, like now it's like this blank slate in front of you. You have to like start to draw the picture. You have to like create, start to create the life and you're doing it by yourself. I had been with my husband since I was 23. We got married when we were 25 and we had four kids. We created this wonderful life. And you know, all of a sudden it vanished. So, yeah. you know, being a widow is like a new experience and it's, um, it's hard to navigate. It's good to have people around you that knows, you know, know what they're doing or like a book like yours. Like I never even thought it's very, very lonely. Being a widow is lonely because you lose a lot of your couples. I want to be a couple. I liked being a couple. I loved being married. I loved being a couple. I love coming home and having the person to sit, watch the Netflix series with, or go out to dinner with, or, you know, share grandchildren with like that. I, I, I feel that love every single day. And you're demonstrating absolutely that you don't have to stop wanting that and having that in your life. We really appreciate your willingness to come and talk to the people on Open to Hope. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was like such an honor to be here that you even think that I am worthy of talking to people. So thank you so much. My gosh, you're oh, You are the model. You are. You want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Thank well, you. Dr. Frank and I, we're the Dating Doctors. We want you to visit us at the Dating Doctors and at opentohope.com. And hopefully you will get our new book. It comes out on Valentine's Day. You can pre-order it now if you go to the Dating Doctors. Yes, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Joan. And thanks everybody for joining us on this show today. And Frank and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope that you'll find somebody, please lean on ours until you find your own because it can happen, right? It can happen. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.